Hey, this is David Pryor. Welcome back to the Leading Agile booth here at Agile 2019. We're doing interviews all week long with speakers, thought leaders, other folks that are changing the world. And I am super excited because of all the people that are here. There's 2,400 people attending and a whole bunch of speakers. And the person who has had the biggest impact on my life is sitting right here, Christopher Avery. So wow. thank you for coming. Thank you. I'm honored. Um, and you've got a lot of exciting news. We do. We want to talk about the new we company. Do. So I guess we should just start with that, and then maybe we can talk about the process itself along sure. the way. Okay. Yeah. So if you're not familiar with the responsibility process, we will uh, explain some to you. But essentially, it, it shows how our own psychology works to keep us stuck or propel us forward. And um, I ran into it. Uh, 20-some years ago because I was trying to figure out shared responsibility in teams okay. and how people get past their own defenses and their own, it's not my job and their own, but but I'm a coder. I'm a victim, and, whatever. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and how they actually emerge into this notion of ownership and, and, and shared responsibility for something bigger than them. Okay. And uh, so I was, I'm, you know, I had a recently minted PhD, so I was doing my own research on what the hell is this stuff called personal responsibility and where does it come from and okay. how does it get generated and, you know, can I pull it out of somebody else? And how do I make them be responsible? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I know that that doesn't work. So how can I invite <laughs> it, right? Um, and uh, so we started out as a company called PartnerWorks in 1991. Okay. Uh, but then 10 years ago, as you know, I turned my attention totally towards responsibility and leadership and, yeah. and less about collaboration and teamwork and totally around uh, bringing the responsibility process to the world. So... In uh, January, we finished uh, three months of negotiations to purchase a new domain, responsibility.com. Which is awesome and a really big deal. Big, big deal. Yeah. Huge deal. Life-changing deal for me and my company. And so two weeks later, we changed the company name uh, to the responsibility company. Okay. And how are things different now? Well, it changes our social purpose. Okay. It, it totally elevates our purpose in the world. So our foundational statements haven't changed okay our purpose is still to bring the responsibility process to the world and change the nature of people's conversations about responsibility what it is and how it works okay and our mission is still to make a to become the primary tool in the realm of leadership and leadership development so we're totally focused on leadership still but we still but you know it's like when i wake up one day and everybody's saying you know uh well, my analogy has been, you know, that Myers-Briggs or some other personality mm-hmm. inventory or something else has been kind of the leading leadership development tool, yeah. right? So when, when every leadership developer in the world is, is focusing people on this, right. then our mission will have been done, but our purpose will not have been done. Okay. And right. why is that? Well, because... Um, what about all those kids in schools worldwide who are learning that what we call responsibility or what what their teachers call responsibility we call obligation quit and yeah. shame right so maybe we should maybe we should explain or you should explain this but before okay. you watch this i want you to know that after he explains this it's gonna mess you up because you can't be down at the bottom anymore All that's right, so the problem very quick, yeah very quickly <laughs> So some researchers started in 1984. So this is very recent science, and there's not a ton of other scientists working on it. So it's a phenomenological study that shows that every time something goes wrong, no matter how smart you are, how wise you are, how educated you are, no matter how highly exalted you are in, in, in the hierarchy, 
every time something goes wrong, uh, anxiety is triggered. When anxiety is triggered, then our minds go into coping states. Right. And we go into a hyperactive search for cause and effect, and we start at the bottom here and blame. Right. Very simplistic logic. It's his fault. Yeah. Right. And we can stay there forever or we can get off of it because it's just a mental state. And if we get off of it, we graduate to storytelling, right? Well, here's why we can't do what we want to do. It's the weather. It's the process. It's whatever. That's yeah. what we call that justify. If we get off of justifying, then that cause-effect logic flips from external to internal. We say, oh, I, I'm the dummy. I suck. Yeah. I did this. So we call that shame. And this is where most people start saying, well, that's being responsible. Oh, look, he's beating yeah. himself up. You're yeah. being a good boy. You're taking responsibility. And uh, if we get off of shame, then we feel like we're trapped in a pattern or a commitment that we don't want to be in. So obligation is the mental state of have to, don't want to. Yeah. And, our, and only in this mental state responsibility do we really tap into our resourcefulness, our creativity, our complex adaptive reasoning, um, we're not limited to the simplistic logic yeah. down here. So it turns out that what we've discovered is we know how people process thoughts about taking and avoiding responsibility. Right. And therefore, we know that nobody is bad or wrong when they're blaming or justifying. They're just handling their anxiety yeah. in a way that we know how. Um, but what it means, as you now know, is that we can all recondition ourselves we can change this programming to where we can recognize when we're down here and get ourselves to hear much more rapidly and make better choices. So I want to ask some questions about it, but just for the folks that are watching, you still have to go through these. I mean, you're the person that put this together, but you still go through this, right? 28 dang years I've been practicing <laughs> responsibility and still every time something goes wrong, yeah. I go to the bottom. So, you, so you'll never get rid of this yeah. in you. This but, work is not about getting rid of this. This work is about falling in love with this. Okay. And do you, for me, right. it's so, sort of like so training me, myself. Right. So 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Right. I knew I had a, an appointment with you. Right. I get my calendar out on my phone and I look at it and I click through and it says that we're supposed to meet at the Gaylord Texan in Dallas. Oops. <laughs> and... You're like, oh, and, wrong conference. And, it, <laughs> and so, you know, I thought for sure my calendar had where I was supposed to meet you in it. Yeah. Right. My mind immediately went to, you know, I thought Dave was going to have somebody on his team. Or what about Eleanor on my team? You know. Yeah. And then, you know, oh, shoot, stuff happens, you know. So, so I. But I did send you one. Well, you, so you did. <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't mean it got into the, my yeah. account. Well, right? and that, so, but that's I so think then, that's important too. Oh, just Avery, because somebody you're, did you're it, inadequate. You okay. Know, I went through that this morning. Okay. Right? But for me, I went through all of this in about three seconds. Okay. Right. So that's and like I didn't training act a muscle. On any of it. Okay. That I, that's so. It's okay to have these feelings. It's okay to go through the blame and all that stuff. But you, can, you don't have to let it out, yeah, so necessarily. That's, that's one of our big lessons here, is okay. you're going to continue to have all these thoughts. Okay. It's just the agreement I make with myself is I'm only going to operate from responsibility. Okay. Which is a choice that you have to make. Right. Yeah. And, and can you talk about choice and, and how that works with all this? Because that's something that's a big part of how you, like when you start the calls. Right. So, um, in the mental state of responsibility is where we feel free. Okay. And we feel powerful and we feel full of real good choices, right? So, um, 
staying in any of these states now that you know this and you said this will screw you up right yeah you now know these things and i can't be a victim anymore because i know i'm like oh man it's so much easier to be down there at the bottom right so once you really understand this you yeah. realize that hanging out in blame is a choice yeah and yeah. so are all or, the other ones yeah and i spent a fair amount of time in right. shame yeah and, and i'm comfortable there easy. No, right? Because we takes got, a lot of energy. You know, however, however old you are, you've got that many years of conditioning and coping with crap. So, you know, listening to me here today and saying, "Oh, I got this," you know, uh, I'm I'm sorry to tell you, you've got so much <laughs> conditioning to change, and yeah. that's why I'm in the business of helping you do that. Um, choice. So, S- uh, Stephen Covey. Uh, studying Viktor Frankl. Viktor Frankl was the great psychiatrist uh, concentration camp survivor. Right. And Stephen Covey was a huge fan of his. Stephen Covey's big uh, guru of the last couple of decades. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephen Covey has this brilliant statement. He says, in between stimulus and response is a space. Right. And in that space is choice. Okay. Right. And in that choice is the freedom and power to respond. Yeah. Right. So then one of the lessons is to start identifying when you're stimulated, have some anxiety, some upset, some frustration, right. some pissed offness. And then look at your default response and spend more time in between and seeing if you want to choose a different response. And that's what this. So I I want to give a quick example. I get people in class all the time. They make me stay all weekend. They make me do it this way. And I I always try to point out, like, you know, the only thing you really, anyone's making you do is is you have to breathe and occasionally consume food and water. Yeah. And that's it. That's all you got to do. Probably sleep. Some sleep, yes. And, And the rest of it, you choose to do that stuff. That's right. Which takes some power away from victimhood. Right. And unfortunately, we have to figure out what to do with that, which right. is scary. I, and I also listen to people say, I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to go to the store. I need to be loved. Yeah. I need respect. And, you know, I say, do, do you really hear the scarcity in your language? Right. Well, uh, so can you comment on that real quick, too? Sure. Because scarcity is a big deal as well. So this is kind of a Jedi mind trick for me. Okay. And it, it, but, but Buckminster Fuller, a brilliant genius from the last, uh, last century, taught me that words are the most powerful tools we have. So words are very important to me and precision in language is very important to me. Okay. And what I realize is that when I use the word need, I'm feeling needy, I'm feeling lack. Okay. Right? So I'm feeling less than. It's a poverty mindset. Right? It's a powerless mindset. And yet we use the word need all the time. Right. Right? I need to go to the bathroom. I I need to finish this thing on my computer. If I switch my thinking to want, right? okay. want brings me joy, want brings me anticipation, want brings me pleasure, okay. right? I want to go to the store. I want to stock up on chips and nuts for the weekend. I want to go to the bathroom. Yeah, I want to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I want to have lunch. Yeah. Right? I want to finish this task because I want to also be done so I can enjoy being with you. Okay. And, you know, like I said, some of you may consider this to be total bunk. Um, it's powerful. It, it has a huge impact. So if they want to learn about this stuff, I mean, you've got a new program for people to kind of go through that will help them learn how it works. Can you share that with the folks? Absolutely. So uh, 
we have, uh, after 10 years of um, a program called the Leadership Gift Program, which you, which yep. you experienced, um, we have uh, uh, spun off uh, a sister product. Okay. And it's called Responsibility Immersion. Uh, and our first cohort starts September 25th. And it's a distance learning thing, but with very high levels of human touch and interaction and participation. Um, and it's a 20-week immersion in this material and the psychology behind it, how to understand it in yourself, and how to do what we call claim your leadership gift uh, and demonst- start demonstrating your ability to catch yourself below the line and move yourself above the line so catch yourself coping and move to growing uh and uh, when you do that then we actually offer a certification and you can be a certified responsibility immersion graduate and we have uh, more and more hiring managers who are uh, writing us endorsements uh signing their name to and their company's name to that says that uh if i'm looking to hire I get a qualified resume and it says that somebody has studied this material with Christopher Avery and has learned how to do this for themselves. Right. That resume goes to the top of the list. Which is awesome. Yeah. That's very powerful. Well, that's that's because as you know, when you see people who have studied this stuff, they show up differently. They are taking 100% ownership for their life. Yeah. One of the things I mentioned to Christopher before we started is I, I can see it in people's behavior, the way they interact. I mean, Okra was a great example. It took like 10 seconds. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. And I asked him, he's like, of course. So, so. The, what's happening there is there's a level of awareness that we are completely creating our own experience through our filters. Yeah. Right. It's not like I mocked up this exhibit hall. I, I don't mean to claim that necessarily. Right. Right. But how I respond to it right now and to you and to you and to you, how I am seeing my world, how I'm showing up in my world is totally up to me. And that means if there's anything in it that I don't like, I'm the one who gets to change it. Yeah. And then I get started changing it. And then I'm a happier and happier and happier guy that's producing results that matter over and over and over. And making choices about how to make your life better every step of the way. Yes. Cool. Yeah. So that's why it's a valuable skill okay uh, it, and it, it leverages all my of life your, dramatically yeah, and it leverages all of your other skills yeah so yeah. if they want to find out about it what's the best way to do that we have this very complex url responsibility.com <laughs> yeah and slash immersion is where they go to learn about the immersion yeah there's program. an immersion button on the home page okay yeah. and and the book is the responsibility process which you should all buy for everyone you know <laughs> thank you <laughs> this is great it's great to see you again it's great thanks to see you so dave much. thanks for doing what you're doing 